T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. We are back for another edition of Beers on Us. The difference today is that we are not doing a full episode. There have been many an issue this week in getting uh, something worked out. We had something planned Sunday that fell through. We had something planned today, earlier today, that fell through. And uh, so we decided we're going to do a quick hit Beer of the Week style podcast. Just talk a little bit before we make it up to you next week with a special longer edition of the podcast. Yeah, why not? You know, it was kind of easy for just to say, ah, let's just take a week off. But, you know, we're here for you guys. We are 100% doing this just for you, not because, you know, we happen to love beer and that's my eat, sleep, and breathe every single day. Right, and we get to drink it on the podcast and uh, go try new places. Nope. Woe is me. It's for you to learn about those places and then go there yourselves. It's not about us. So next week, we'll we'll tease it now. I'm going to tease it again at the end to remind you. We are going to go to Hood River, and we are going to do a double location podcast at Freem and Double Mountain. And maybe some, well, we'll see. It's going to be, we'll just kind of figure out what's happening. But those are the two for sure stops. Yep. And uh, it'll be longer to make up for this episode being shorter. And uh, also give you our second on location podcast uh, that we've done. Stormbreaker was the first one, episode three. And now we're going to be doing Double Mountain and Freem all in one episode. I'm and very excited to do that. I love both those breweries. Yeah, it should be fun. Hopefully we can wrangle it up and, and get it within a good time frame. Um, but uh Due to a listener shout out, we have uh, we have a potential connection over there at Double Mountain, and I got some friends at Freem, and hopefully we can make this happen for you guys. So that'll be coming up next week, but this week, instead of doing a full-fledged hour-long podcast with a topic and a guest and a beer of the week, or just a topic and a beer of the week, we're just going to do a beer of the week. And it kind of just happened this way, because we had to figure out a way to, to fill out this podcast, and Patrick went, hey, I've got this in my truck right now, and I was like, well, let's just use it then for the podcast so what are we drinking tonight uh we are going to crack a beer that was released this is wednesday the podcast comes out on thursday this is wednesday the 12th of september uh this beer was released today or at least shipped today um we are selling it at the tap room full disclosure this is a breakside beer and not to sound too much like a homer or a honk but this is uh this is something special it's not a new ipa it's not anything like that uh this is part of the breakside sour program uh that that breakside's been pushing uh for this calendar year so far this is number 4 in the series they are barrel aged sour beers in 500 milliliters um to just kind of and and Breakside's been really trying hard to push this because the reputation there is hoppy beers. Um, if you know the small batch stuff over at Decom, you understand that there's a lot of classic traditional styles. Uh, but at Breakside, uh, 
we're trying hard to push our barrel program as well. And so we've released some new sours. This is number four. Uh, it is called Hashtag More Friends, More Memories. It is kind of the sequel, per se, of the 2016 award-winning uh, sour beer called Hashtag Making Friends, Making Memories. Uh, this is kind of round two. It's a little different than the first one. Uh, but uh, like the first one, it is a wood-aged sour beer uh, fermented on top of a bunch of raspberries. I do like raspberries. Because I like raspberries a lot, too. When yeah. it comes to sour beers, um, I like my sour beers uh, fruit forward. All right. When it comes to sour beers, I have not liked many sour beers. So this is going to be an experiment for me. And this is not replacing a future episode about sours. I want to dive into them. Uh, I want to talk about all that kind of stuff. But this is just, again, it was kind of like, hey, we got to do something. And this is the beer that Patrick had. And it's going to it's going to open me up to trying something I, I have not liked in the past. Yeah, I literally just had a cool beer in the back of the truck. And I was like, oh, I could grab that and put it in the fridge. And Mike was like, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> Mike was getting pretty desperate. So I was like, let's just do it. I got this. Let's so do it. in episode two, I gave Patrick a beer that he would never choose himself. It was the the Von Ebert OPM, I think it was called, the like crazy Mexican bourbon barrel-aged stout. Today, we are doing a barrel-aged sour. Yeah, because why not? Which for me is, it's scary. Now, this bottle is cool, and you guys are selling it like this, correct? Yep, yep. This is how we've done the whole series. So there's a bottle, which, 500 I, cannot, milliliter. which I cannot see, because it is covered in paper that is essentially another label. And it, it it's very fancy. For the record, these are the worst glasses to ever pour this beer in. Why? Oh, because they're not letting it breathe. Correct. They're just like they're like water glasses, <laughs> shaker pints, if you will. Yeah, they're they're what we found just, here at the recording area. Just gonna go ahead and pour myself yeah, more. You, you I go I got yeah. I really like this beer. <laughs> That's good. So, tell me what am I expecting? What am I looking for here? Well, here's the biggest thing. So this is blended from 18 casks from our wood cellar. Um, so you've got you've got these kind of these 18 different blends and different casks of of all different types of base sour beers or wild seed beers, as you could say, okay. that have been sitting in these barrels to just kind of ferment themselves and kind of naturally become what they are. And then we go through and we taste them. And then uh, we blend them. We take a little bit from this barrel that we like, a lot from that barrel we like. We put them in, and then they get reconditioned on top of a bunch of raspberries. Okay, and so that's what, just this one, or all of the sour? That, well, doing? that is this one specifically. But okay. yeah, there's there's to an extent some of that. Now, some of these barrels have Britannomyces and other kinds of live wild yeast strains in it that are meant to increase the funkiness, the tartness, the acidity. All of them act differently. You can blend them differently. Um, I will tell you this, Mike. I promise the back of your jowls will not clench. Mm. This is not an overly tart sour. That is one of the negatives. Is I knew that's where you were going. That that's the kind of the feeling you don't yeah, like. It's like you're drinking sour gummies, right? Like you, it makes you have that like lemon reaction. Like mm -hmm. ah, like that was really tart. And it's not always bad, but it just it makes your throat close up. <laughs> right. What I would say when you're tasting this beer, the two things that I would look for the most. I would look for the oak age character, the oak barrel character, okay. the wood aspect, and look for the raspberries. You're not going to miss the raspberries. I, I'm, They're right there in front of <laughs> this you. Is, this is literally raspberry red right in front of me. Now, the question I do have before I take this sip, mm -hmm. and maybe maybe we should save this like in full for when we actually do a sour episode or a barrel aged episode. When you say look for the oak flavor, what does that mean? What does oak taste like to you or... 
should I be looking for something that tastes kind of like a wine? Because I know a lot of wine is aged in oak barrels and made in oak. Is that kind of the flavor I'm looking for? Is it, or is it like we talked about in the past, different for different palates? What I would say for me personally is I can literally taste wood character. Okay. Almost like, ah, I don't, I don't want to say it's like dirt in your mouth, but have you ever, have you ever had a piece of bark in your mouth? I mean, it, it almost is kind of like that to me. Like I can get this oak wood character. I couldn't tell you if it was oak or cherry or maple or whatever, but I can get an oak wood characteristic mm. to me. I it's see almost, what you're saying. It's so al- I, it almost like surrounds the beer, so like I, surrounds the flavor, and and the the impact is in the center, but what you're but it's being held together by this, for lack of a better term, wood barrel. So I just took a sip. I did not clench. <laughs> I actually, it's actually pretty good. And it's for, low on the acidity right, scale for someone who is is not scared of, but tends to resist sours. Mm-hmm. I could drink a full glass of this and be perfectly happy. Um, I am getting the oak at the back end. I took the sip, I tasted the raspberries, of course, and right now, still in my in my mouth, right now, I taste campfire. Mm. That's kind of what it, oh, it okay. turns into me. That's that's a great descriptor. It's not campfire like s'mores like you're thinking it tastes like and not necessarily smoky either no but the best way to put this is for anybody who lives in the northwest uh, who's listening to this which i assume is a lot of you because we talk a lot about portland beers how it smelled during the wildfires Mm. and what that taste in your mouth was it kind of reminds me of that it's not exact but that's kind of the taste i'm getting I'm super happy with this beer. Um, I think this beer is a home run. Um, the biggest thing that I get out of this is I get a great kind of jammy texture from the raspberries, mm-hmm. but not over so. I've had a lot of I've had a lot of sours in my day that are fruit forward, and especially with things like raspberries, blackberries, marionberries, boysenberries, stuff that you would literally make jam with. That some of these the body gets a little too thick. And it, and it's like a like a smucker's almost like a kind of yep. kind of flavor in your mouth. And I think this teeters on that, but doesn't go too far. I think that's what I really like about it is that it gives you that kind of thickness in a body, but is not overpowering. That it's still kind of the body drops off a little bit at the end. And I will say this about this beer is it says sour on the label, but it's not that sour like you're saying. It's not that acidic, and. The problem I have with sours almost always is I can't even focus on the fruit flavor mm-hmm. because I'm spending so much time reacting to how tart it is, like you talked about. I'm not getting almost I'm getting almost no tartness in this. I'm getting it's almost like a fruit pale beer. Right. Because it's easy to drink, but obviously it's not a pale ale. It it tastes like raspberries. So it's kind of like a mix in my mind between a cider, a pale, and a sour. Well, I had this conversation with some people last night. I was as I was working in the tap room and 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 wood chips and and these these are people that we we talk about these kind of beers all the time and and just really any kind of beer we're always shooting the gab. And what I I what we can kind of came to the conclusion of is that this beer is extremely sour. It's just not very tart. Hmm. 
You see what I mean? I think we're trying to describe sour and tart as two different things. That there's enough of a tang to be considered sour, but that it's not that acidity clenching your jowls. Um, is there a a style of beer that is simply, for lack of a better term, fruit beer? Where it's not sour or tart, but it's fruit, like super fruity up front? Yep. Or, or is that just like... Yeah, I mean, plain and simple, they're called fruit beers. I mean, okay. and they tend to be ales, you know, conditioned. Uh, let, let, let's see what I'm thinking of. Uh, wheat beers tend to be heavy on the fruit. I know Backwoods, one of their Backwoods out of Carson, and they have a new place downtown in the Pearl now. Uh, one of their flagship beers is a blueberry wheat. I think you. I think your wife and I have talked about this beer, that she's had it before, and she really enjoys it. She had that at the old Fatheads. Uh, they had a blueberry. Oh, yeah, wheat. something very similar to that. Um, that tends to be more of a fruit beer, to where this is more barrel aged and then re fermented on top of fruit. Gotcha. Um, I I think where I'm getting the sour in this beer and not the tartness is I think the Britannomyces in this, especially on the back end. You're as you taste it and you feel that back end as you're catching that wood flavor. I'm also getting this funkiness, this little like. Whoa, what is that? This kind of like, huh, almost like a hitch that it's not tart. It's not sour, but it's like, whoa, not quite medicinal, but kind of like there's just this little tang that hangs on the back end. That to me is the Britannomyces speaking. And for those who don't know me, guilty Britannomyces is the most probably the most commonly used wild yeast strain in barrel aged beers, um, tend and tends to be mostly in sours. I mean, I don't know anybody making a dark beer with Britannomyces. That'd be wild. Uh, get it wild, dad joke. Um, <laughs> but Britannomyces is is just a wild yeast strain that is the most commonly used in these types of beers. And when you think about this wild yeast strain, the reason they call it wild is because it's kind of unpredictable. Um, it is a live bacteria organism, however you want to describe it, that literally sits in the barrel for months and months, however you however long you want it to, and it continues to develop. It's literally eating at the beer and changing the beer's profile. And it's up to, you know, whoever's in charge of your barrel program or your your brewmaster or whatever to kind of continuously be tasting it and saying, is this too much? Is it not enough? Is this just right? And depending on where you want your beer to go, depends on how long you want those yeast strains. I mean, a lot of healthy Britannomyces strains sit anywhere between eight and nine months, you know, and some people really don't like it at 12, 13 months, but some people love it at 18 months. So it's kind of, again, it's it's an unpredictable yeast strain that we can use, you know, previous experiences with them to kind of try to understand where they're going. But at the end of the day, we still don't know what they're doing. That's why a lot of times people keep your wild your wild program, your barrels that have Britannomyces, keep that away from any of your like bourbon barrel stuff, like the stuff you like. Keep that away because that yeast will literally seep out of the barrel, jump to another barrel, seep in through the wood, and affect the beer. That's crazy. Because it, it is a live, live wild organism right. that has its mind of its own. It literally, once we introduce, I feel like once we introduce it to the beer world, it loves beer more than any of us because <laughs> it wants nothing but beer. Wineries, they don't want Britannomyces. They want that as far away from their wine as they can because it will get in, it will infect their beer and you can't control it. But now we're trying to control it 
everyone's trying to control it. Right. So because this to me is the first sour I've ever had that tastes in this profile, I mean, are there others that you've had that are more similar to this than are the like suction cup tart that I so have trouble with? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's what's so tough about this style and it's been really fun, you know, as somebody that has gravitated towards this style over the last year and a half, two years of my life. I think what's really tough is that there's no true definition. If you look at the front of this bottle, it says wood aged sour beer with raspberries. I could give you five of them that all taste completely different because of the way across the interaction or how long I left it. Just how much you want. Do you want it super tart? Do you want it jammy? Do you want it thick? Do you want it light? That the wood age sour program that anybody's doing, not just Breakside or not just anybody, but anybody that is doing it. It's just so across the board that it's, I think it's one of the harder styles to get into, but I think it's one of the most approachable styles. Because you can come up to a beer like this and say, okay, I I get a little tartness, a little acidity, but it's not punching me over the face, and I like raspberries, so yeah, this is great. But then to get into that heavy acidic stuff, to get into the even more funky, as we like to call barnyard, you know, horse stable, as weird as that sounds, there's a lot of wood-aged sour beers that have that flavor profile. I think the reality is, is that until you get into like some deep nerdism of sour beer stuff, which we'll get into when we ever, whenever we do uh, barrel aid sour stuff, that it's hard to differentiate. That all over the place, it's everywhere. Mm. Gotcha. So this is our beer of the week this week for our quick hit podcast. It is the Breakside hashtag More Friends, More Memories. I guess just today being uh yeah released today you, released. yeah you'll be able to find it in some bottle stores you're not be, you're not going to be able to find it at uh you know Safeway or New Seasons or anything like that but you're able to find it at any of your you know local bottle shops or you know you can hit one of the pubs and and they'll have it and heck you might get lucky and they might have you on tap ooh that'll be interesting too that could be another future episode that we can do is Again, as simple as it sounds, oh. bottled beer and tap beer taste yeah, different. The 100%. And I want to talk about that, too. And when you grab this bottle, um, you know, shameless plug. You know, I try not to rep Breakside too much on this, but uh, this is kind of the situation we were in today. What's really cool is it's wrapped in this paper kind of fancy, bougie kind of thing around it. Um, when you take off, and this is the same with all, with the four of this series that we've done uh when you take the the paper off there is another label underneath on the bottle attached to the bottle that is by a local artist Ooh, yeah that's cool so there you go that's our beer of the week this week apologies for not having a full-length podcast but uh, we will make it up to you next week for sure because we are going to be doing a longer podcast as we go to hood river and hit freem and double mountain and uh, we're just going to see how long it goes. We're going to do basically a double podcast at, at those two places as long as the, the scheduling and the timing all works out. So that's what you can expect from us next week. Uh, the upcoming podcast after that, we're going to do GABF where Patrick is going in a week. Uh, that's the Great American Beer Festival, which is in basically awards. And uh, he's going out to Colorado to do that. It's the number one, number one, number one beer competition in America. Um, it can change your brewery overnight. Um, you know, I don't speak on behalf of Breakside by any mean, but in 2014, it kind of changed us overnight. So it's a huge competition. It's the biggest one. Uh, you're probably going to hear a lot about, uh, how the hazy category went down. Cause this is the first year that hazy's there's a hazy session or a hazy pale, excuse me, hazy IPA and a hazy double IPA, um, that have 
almost twice as many applicants as the American IPA, which is normally the dominant category. So that's coming up. We're going to still try to go to block 15. Also coming up in a little bit. We're probably going to do an Oktoberfest episode coming up in a little oh, bit. I'm so excited about that. I had an I had an Oktoberfest in North Carolina. Blew my mind. I had one. Oh, wait, was that the beer we did? Was that the beer of the week last week? Last week? No, never mind. I don't I'm getting, think it was. No, we did Fresh Hop. Yeah, last I'm crazy. Week, last week was was that last week was Fresh Hop? Dude, I drink so much beer. I have no idea what's going on. No, last week was North Carolina. It was Oktoberfest last week. Yeah. Did we? Did I bring yeah. in two Oktoberfest beers? Yes. Okay. Yes, you did. Yes. And it did blow your mind. And we talked about it. It was good. I'm getting confused. But yeah, so that's all coming up in the next month or so on the podcast. So make sure you stay tuned. Don't forget, wherever you found us, rate, review, subscribe. We really appreciate all the reviews and the ratings we've gotten so far. They've been really, really positive. So we appreciate that. And uh, you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, 1080thefan.com. Our Twitters are at Mike Lynch 27 That's me. Patrick's at uh, PZD085, both there and on Instagram. And we've been posting it there as well. So really appreciate you guys listening. Next week, double episode uh, from Hood River, Oregon. And we'll see you then. Deuces. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.